Your shelf or mine, where timeless questions are answered. If you have a cold hot pocket, is it just a pocket? If croutons are stale bread, why are they kept in airtight packages? A local podcast dedicated to entertainment and never following the plan. From the well-read minds of the Longview Public Library, your shelf or mine. Hello. Hello and welcome to episode five. Five. Oh, that's right. I missed one. Yes. Darn it. Episode five of your shelf or mine. I am Becky Standall, Youth Services Specialist at the Longview Public Library. And I'm Elizabeth Partridge, Adult Services Librarian at the same library. Yeah. Yay, Longview Library. So what's going on? Well, it's been a really busy time. It's Today's November 1st. Halloween it was is, yesterday. It was yesterday. I was going to say it's <laughs> finally over. It's just been so busy with Halloween. We had Little Monster Mash at the library on Tuesday, Tuesday mm-hmm. the 30th. Our door count reported that 827 people came to that event. That's amazing. Yeah. We went, my son and I. Yeah. And you thought, this is too many people. And that was before it even started. <laughs> So we got our cookie and we left the building. (laughs) We made room for other people is what we did. (laughs) We want to make sure everybody had a chance. It was a fun one. The costumes in particular of everybody, I think, were really good this year. Yeah. We had, let me see if I can remember some of the winning costumes. Yeah, I didn't even see those. We had the baby that won was a little chicken in like a (laughs) feathers. It was really cute. There was a kid who dressed up as a railroad car. Oh, how cute. That was really good. The teenager who won was a pirate. I'm going to miss somebody. Uh Oh, Oh, another kid that won was an unstable Adam. I think his name was Adam. (laughs) And it like little hula hoops uh-huh. around oh, and it was like so it was really funny. good oh. and then the family costume that one um was a group that came from dressed as characters from hocus pocus oh fun. but the family costumes so i had two teacher librarians come and judge and they're like oh this is too hard oh, it yeah. is hard especially after you see how much time they yeah, put into it and yeah. how, much, how excited they are uh-huh yeah so monster mash meant that axel got to wear his costume twice mm-hmm. which was awesome and he was the phantom of the opera and yeah. as we went trick-or-treating on wednesday it was hilarious how many people oh, it's the phantom yeah. and then i think the third to the last house of our little jaunt out um he knocked on the door and said trick-or-treat and the woman said oh, i think that's the best costume i have ever seen whoa so he was all yay <laughs> i think it was you know it's kind of nice to see something that's not marvel Avengers. Yeah, yeah. my dream of having one person recognize who I was dressed at is failed. People kept calling me Ariel. Uh-huh. Like, no! <laughs> Mrs. Well, what's it? I Mrs. said what's you it? looked like Ariel even though I knew what you were dressed as. It was the colors. You put a red wig on. I That's know. all people can see. Well, and a blue bottom like the mermaid tail. It I was guess. very, very similar. I mean, I get it. Yeah, you don't want to get it, no. but you do. <laughs> And then yesterday I dressed as a Marvel character. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, you tried to be esoteric once. It's not happening again. No. But people didn't know who she was either. So. Yeah, well, that's hilarious. What's that say about us? Not much. <laughs> Just so creative. Right. So um, I went above and beyond and I wore Day of the Dead socks. Nice. So I was way dressed up. True confession. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing Christmas socks today. <laughs> 
<laughs> They're little emojis it's with like Santa hats on. Never too early. It's right on time. That's right. Oh, if you ask anybody, the countdown's already begun. So if you ask me, the countdown has begun. <laughs> the countdown began for you six months no, ago. No, <laughs> I. It's like the day after Halloween is always my like. Yeah, like pl- push so play on that Christmas playlist. Ew. No, it's Ew. great. <laughs> no, too soon. You only get this short two-month window to listen to Christmas music. You're just going to make the most out of it. You can listen to it anytime. You know, that's something we found after the kids starting to get bigger is that we were watching Christmas movies in the middle of July because they loved them so much. But, you know, when I was a kid, you couldn't watch Christmas movies in July. No, you might have it on VHS or something. Exactly. And that's, if you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day when VHSs were 30 bucks a right. pop. And a VCR was like right. 500 yeah. bucks. Now you got to pay somebody to take it and recycle it for you. <laughs> so anyway, let's see what's what else has been going on. I could give you a little recap on my WLA. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. I went to Yakima with Chris, the library director, and we did a presentation on small business support for libraries and their communities. And it was really nice because we got to partner with the Spokane Public Library to do this presentation. And we talked about how any library can do this. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we've inspired other libraries to actually do it. Cool. Yeah. So from there, we've moved on to actually um, forming a statewide group on how to teach other people how to open their own oh, fun. small business fun? support. Fun in quotes, yeah. Well, I don't know. I just like <laughs> think like talking to other librarians about stuff in general is kind of fun. It is, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, talking to librarians about something that they're very yeah. motivated about, that's the really motivation fun. is catching, too. It is. Yeah, so that was very exciting and definitely a worthwhile adventure. So last time Elizabeth came back from a conference, she was like, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> so that's, that's where this came from. <laughs> is there anything you got from this one? That's... You know, I didn't attend any of those um, other sessions. Oh, okay. To, yeah. I, I, the one I really wanted to go to. Um, was setting up a year-long training program for your library staff. Oh, that would be good. (laughs) Yeah, and I didn't get to go to that one because we were planning for our panel presentation. Mm -hmm. Um, Chris went to that one, though, so we've got notes. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, next year's WLA is early, so maybe they'll offer something similar again. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, the next WLA is partnering with OLA, Oregon um, Library Association, and it's all about meeting challenges in your community and doing things for your community, even though they might be challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see exactly what's yeah. going on there. I'm excited. The nice thing for us is that it's in Vancouver, yeah. which means we can actually go. We just all go. <laughs> Everybody's Drive going. Drive on down. That makes it a lot easier. So anyway, what's coming up in November for you guys in the downstairs? In the downstairs. Um, November, we have next week is International Gaming Week. And so our Kids Club on Wednesday is a gaming club. That's for kids in elementary school to come after school, so 3 to 4.45, and learn a role-playing game. And then Saturday, um, Jacob is doing a tournament for teens and adults with a game called Red Dragon Inn. Mm -hmm. 
So the Red Dragon Inn—he's um, doing it as a tournament, mm -hmm. but there is an opportunity within that to like learn how to play. So right. you don't have to have played it before to no. come and do that. Um, so yes, we have that next week, and um, our regular story times are ongoing um, until Thanksgiving. And Kids Book Club is meeting in November, the Wednesday after Thanksgiving, and we've got. Um, teen events still going on on Tuesdays. Lots of fun stuff, but kind of just um, a regular stuff. Mm -hmm. So for us, we have tons of things coming up in November, and I think we just added a new thing, but I'm not positive, so I'll mention it next yeah. time. <laughs> but we have, it's kind of a partnership between Upstairs and Downstairs. Upstairs-Downstairs partnership. <laughs> We're going to be participating in NaNoWriMo, and that starts on the 6th, so that's the... National Novel Writing Month, um, where you get a support group here at the library between 4 and 6 p.m. to encourage you and support you in your writing endeavor to write your novel during the month of November. So we're calling that NaNoWriMo Happy Hour, yes. and we will be providing non-alcoholic beverages and treats, and it's a good chance to just get some encouragement for the novel writing journey. Right. And so I will be there. Yeah, and I'm going to be to some of them. Are you writing a novel this month? I am not writing a novel this month. I'm going to try. Good luck. Yeah. Thank you. I think, yeah, Jacob's going to try as well. Mm -hmm. so I think Angela's going to do it too. Is she? Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yay. Good job. Angela right? really encouraged me to do Inktober this year. Oh, is she? Yeah. Um, and I did it. So I was like, yeah, if I can draw, I can write. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> we also have a plant-based cooking um, demonstration happening on next Wednesday, which is the 7th. Mm. at 6 p.m. and everyone is welcome and then the week after that we have veteran resource open house happening from 3 to 6 p.m. and then on the 14th in celebration of national native american heritage month we have cochise anderson one of our local artists come and do a performance for us mm -hmm. um, which is music and stories and you think it's blend traditional and um, original stuff Right. And he has performed for us in the past, and he does an excellent job. We also have Josh Carter is doing a selling series um, in the month of November. So on the 3rd, 10th, and 17th at 1130 a.m., you can join us for the Selling Is Your Business class, and it's to help you prepare in your small business for being able to sell. Yeah. No matter what it is. Josh just popped his head in here to remind us to sell his class. Exactly. See, he's already <laughs> teaching. <laughs> yes. But also, just as a heads up, we are closed on the 22nd and 23rd of this month in celebration of Thanksgiving. We're also closed on the 12th. And uh, in celebration of Veterans Day. And on the 21st, we'll be closing early. I think we're closing at 6. I usually is. Yep. Great. I have a five-day weekend for Thanksgiving. I do not. I will be working on the 24th, so if you're bored, come and see me. <laughs> I'll be working on my novel. That's right. You've got a lot of writing to do. I'm sure you'll be playing catch-up at that point. So, a lot going on in November. If you haven't visited the library in a while, it is a great time to come in, see what's going on. I think Becky is stalling because she's feeling shame right now. I, so. don't, I mean, I don't feel shame, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I think I feel maybe guilt. <laughs> Ooh, well, similar. So, gosh, it's been like a month even. Gosh, do you guys remember when Becky said, hey, let's do this one? <laughs> you said, hey, let's do that one. Well, true. And I said, okay, okay, uh -huh. I can do it. Yes. And um, we were going to talk about the reading challenge category uh, book set in 
um, Mexico or Central America, and I have my book. I'm on chapter four, I think. I didn't finish it or even read it very much, and I'm sorry, but I guess not that sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'll read it. Obviously, I just have this long list of excuses as to why I didn't get it done. Let's hear your excuses, Becky. <laughs> um, fall television started. <laughs> That's excuse number one. <laughs> so it sucked the majority of your time. <laughs> I didn't even watch that many shows, but um, which Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which I love, and Riverdale, which I, I kind of hate but still like to watch. And, I mean, I really loved the first season of Riverdale, and it's getting... Out of control. Out of control. Yeah. It's like, I'd love to talk about it with anybody who wants to. As you can tell, it is not me <laughs> who wants to talk about it. Um, and I watched The Good Place. I've never even heard of that. Oh, yeah, well, it's good. Okay. Um, Daniel started watching that. Okay. I said so. <laughs> <laughs> so those, I feel like I've been watching more shows than that, but maybe I haven't. Um, I've been watching a lot of football, mm -hmm. so that takes up a lot of my time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I was working on my Halloween costume. That looked like Ariel, uh, but wasn't. But wasn't. It was mm -hmm. Mrs. What's It. Right. And that was, like, every day after work last week and all day last Sunday mm -hmm. during football. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, my friend had a Halloween party I went to. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh, I heard about club. that. Yeah. Yeah. We did bobbing for apples. You did. Well, I did it, and I was really bad at it, uh -huh. but I went first, oh, yeah. and I think I really inspired people to... to... Did, did you lick every apple? <laughs> I did. I was like, I touched every apple. <laughs> nice. Um, but I'd never done it before, so I didn't... Oh, you had never done no, that before? No, oh, so I didn't funny. have like a, an idea of what it would take, and it, then it, it was takes some skill. 30 seconds, so I didn't have very yeah. much time, yeah. um, but I think other people are like, well, I could do better than that, Yeah. and so they just stuck their heads right yeah. in there. Did they... Do better? Yeah, the yeah. winner had nine. Nine? That's amazing. 30 seconds. That's skill right there. Yeah. Or some serious dental issues. It was just <laughs> like, yeah. It's, um, it's like a competitive group it, of friends. Yeah. Well, it sounds it. <laughs> it was uh, apple bobbing to the death. But it was, yeah, it was really hilarious. Just laughing yeah. the whole time. And then I also read all these other books. Mm -hmm. um, I read... all. Alternative Remedies for Loss, oh. um, which was a grown-up book. Um, Muse of Nightmares, that's Lainey Taylor's new book. That's the sequel to Strange the Dreamer. And I had to read that because it was due back, and it was 500 pages, and I read it all in one day. Whoa. Yeah, that's all I did that day. I read this terrible R.L. Stein book called You May Now Kill the Bride. No. Don't recommend it. Don't it's like a it. reboot of the Fear Street series, mm. but it's like not as good as the like originals i read the new giant days comic i just did that after a little monster mash though it didn't take very long <laughs> i don't think that would count <laughs> <laughs> and then maggie steve otter started a howl's moving castle read along so i started to read that right and then i was also like i had to read reread my kids book club book uh -huh. so i have had like lots of excuses right and how many chapters total are in the book that you're supposed to read oh i don't know oh okay like, are you halfway? No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's good. So let me just tell you about it so far. Uh -huh. It's called um, Playing for the Devil's Fire. Okay. And the Devil's Fire is a marble. Ooh. And it's about a group of kids who live in, um, like, a small town outside of Mexico City. 
and like bodies start turning up. Whoa. So it's based off like real stuff that happened. The author of the book grew up um, in Mexico City. So I think it's kind of set during his childhood. Mm-hmm. So that sounds interesting. Yeah. So um, do you want to wait for that then? Yeah. Okay. So do you want to talk about something else? Yeah. A different book or a different reading? Let's talk about a different reading thing. Okay. I also wanted to mention, now that's November, there's so many things I like about November. I like that Christmas starts. I like um, Thanksgiving. And I like that all of the best of the year book lists start coming out. Uh-huh. And the first one um, came out Tuesday from Publishers Weekly. Uh-huh. So if you like to know what the best books are published this year, according to the editors of Publishers Weekly, you can check that out. There's going to be more and more coming in. Yeah, you see them every day. And the yeah. Goodreads um, Reader's Choice Award mm-hmm. voting has begun also. Right. I just saw that yesterday while I was adding a book to my Goodreads list. <laughs> um, but the other thing we were going to talk about is that PBS released the results of their Great American Read survey. Mm-hmm. And we have them here in front of us. Indeed we do. I'm all for these big lists. I love a good list. Yeah, a good list is good, but you know, I don't necessarily. And I and I read a, uh, an article about it as well, and, and it kind of felt the same way I did that. This, the Great American Read, doesn't necessarily convey the Great American Read. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a. It's just a. Do you remember what um what you were reading about? What that article was? It was in the Washington Post. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I might have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah, and it was interesting because. Daniel and I were chatting about it, um, and I said, you know, it strikes me that this list isn't all-encompassing. It doesn't have the books I feel were most significant to me, um, all of them, some of them. It does have a couple of books that I that resounded yeah. you know, really strongly with me. But then um, he was saying the same thing, that it's a certain demographic that we're looking at. It's not necessarily an entire population. And, right. So, and so um, the like, article I read uh-huh. said essentially the same thing. Yeah, like the goal of this program um, was, I think, just to get people talking about books. Right. Well, one of the <laughs> one of the goals was to get people reading. Yes. Yes, which is great. I mean, that's our goal in life. Yeah. So it's nice to see a list, but at the same time, you know, this list doesn't reflect me necessarily. Mm-hmm. So, and we went through the lists to see how many yeah. we had read, whether we want to read them. All of those things. So what did you think of the list? I like this list. So they wanted to pick the most well-loved book by Americans. So like the most popular one. There were a few things like when the, this list came out that I was surprised weren't on the list. Mm-hmm. And a few that I was surprised were on the list. And it's a curated list. So it's not just like, I mean, they did a survey and then they Didn't picked and chose. So that's mm-hmm. why like I was surprised to see like Jason Reynolds' uh, middle grade novel Ghost on the list. Um, Because that book is just a couple of years old. So um, unless you live like me in like the kidlet world, Mm -hmm. if you're an adult, it's very unlikely that you would even have heard of that book or read it. Um, Whereas something like Charlotte's Web, grownups would have read as children. Mm -hmm. Right. But I mean, that is a good book. um, Being a grown up, I have read it (laughs) as a child. Oh, Charlotte's Web. I was talking about Ghost. Oh, no, I've never even heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like, it's a good book, but it's not going to be one of the most popular books. No, and how is it on the list? Because someone um, really liked it, right? But I mean, I don't even—I don't think it's Jason Ronald's best book. <laughs> Long way down, you should read it. It's that's really a good, good one. Yeah. In short, yeah. And then you know, this was an opportunity to look at all of the books that are on the list and see what I have not read, 
and decide, do I want to read it at all? Yeah. And there were, let me look real quick because I wrote it down. One, two, three, four. There were four books on the list that I have not read that I would like to read. Mm-hmm. Four that I actually put, yes, yeah. I do want to read them. The rest of them were, you know, I haven't actually read it, but I'm not running to go check it out. So. And then there were some you're like, I've not read it and I'm never going to Yeah, read I've got, it. let me tell you, I've got one, two, three, four, five, four or five that I will never even attempt. That's fair. And I will attempt a lot, but I, like I mentioned before, if I don't like it, I'm not going to finish So did it. you vote? Did you vote for the Great American Read? You know, I only did once. Yeah, I only voted yeah. once too. Yeah. Um, what did you vote for? Well, 1984 was okay. one of mine. I mean, that and if I had a winner, winner, um, I mean, I don't know. I really, winner, really, winner. really liked 1984. Mm-hmm. And um, there were a couple on here that like The Lord of the Rings was really cool for me. The Brief and Wondrous Life of Oscar Wow was awesome for me. And then there are some that were, were good books, just didn't resonate, just weren't, mm-hmm. you know, the thing. Although I did like parts of a bunch of them. Yeah. So what about you? Oh, The Handmaid's Tale would have been on my yeah. top five. Uh, um, I voted for Little Women. Oh, you did. Well, yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. one of my favorite books. I've read it a, a lot of times. I was torn, though. I also really love Jane Eyre. I mean, there's a lot of books in here that I really like. Harry Potter, obviously. And right. actually, I'm surprised. So in the top 10, well, I'm just going to tell you what the top 10 were. <laughs> the number one was To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. And then Outlander series, um, which is the only one in the top 10 that I never have read. Right. But I bought the paperback. The Friends books, um, 50 Cent book sale. Or right. So. Um, the Harry Potter series, Pride and Prejudice, Lord of the Rings, which I never finished. Yeah. That's um, but I've read basically most of. <laughs> nice eye roll there. <laughs> uh, my dad spoiled that book for me. It's Aww. like this. Uh, that's I feel bad for him because I tell everybody that and I make him feel bad. So I was like, I quit. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, 14. When we tell you what happens. <laughs> I, he didn't mean to do it. He was just very excited that I was reading it. He's not allowed to read books that I haven't read before <laughs> or that. that I don't care. Right. About. Yeah, because yeah. of that. I curate right. his reading. <laughs> Gone with the Wind, Charlotte's Web, Little Women. How many is that? One, two. And then Jane Eyre. That's mm-hmm. 10. Yeah, I wouldn't say those were 10 of my favorite books. I two of those are my three of those are my favorite books. I would say that Lord of the Rings is one that I really and I like Harry Potter too. It's just you know it, I, I'm I'm enough older than you that this one resonates more than this one with me. Um, you're just pointing at stuff and we're on right. So Lord of the Rings resonates <laughs> higher than Harry Potter in my um, fantasy life world. So. <sighs> Uh, yeah. Although I really do. I really, and I read Harry Potter with the kids and Mm -hmm. that was great. And I never read Lord of the Rings with the kids because I think that's one that you handle on your own. (laughs) To Kill a Mockingbird was a great book. Um, and I read it and enjoyed it, but it wouldn't have made my number one. No, me neither. And there were some on here where in this article, and there are other articles that talk about the list and the winners and all of that as well. There are some books on this list that are a little bit problematic. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, To Kill a Mockingbird is one of those. Right, as is The Help. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Fifty Atlas Shades Shrugged. of Grey. Yeah, how did that get on Because there? people really loved it. Why? Like, it's a popularity contest. It's not, yeah, so. like, it's not, like, the best books. Which is what you would hope. Well, it's I mean, pretty but that's sub- subjective. subjective. It is, so. yeah. And we actually talked about this earlier because some of the books that I, I mean, that are extremely important to me aren't even on this list. 
Yeah. None of them is on this list. <laughs> and by like, any of them, I mean I don't none like of them. It. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was an interesting experience to watch because I ended up um Becky said, let's talk about this list. And so I went and watched the final episode, the winning episode. And people are extremely emotional about their picks. And it's fantastic to see that kind of connection to um, the characters, to the book, to the author, to the whole experience of having read it. So that is inspirational. Yeah. And it is like a list like this that is especially, I don't know, the top 50 mm -hmm. um, that would come out as the most popular books in the United States shows a lot about like kind of our collective culture, the things that people read or don't read or believe or what like left impressions on them. You know what I mean? I do. But I think that this is a list that only represents a small portion of the population. It's a PBS list. Yeah. They publicize it like pretty widely though. Although I was surprised that Harry Potter was number three and not number one just based off of what I know of the kind of people who vote for contests on the internet. Right. But Harry Potter people. Well, and, and I mean, you know, PBS is a great um, organization <laughs> um, and they do a lot of great programming, but it is not something that everybody participates in. Oh, sure. And so you can advertise it as widely as you'd like mm -hmm. if you're not going to participate. And then also something so. like this too, where they're like, you can vote as many times as you want. Right. Yeah. I think Outlander got so high because they had a big campaign. Well, when you, if you go watch that show, the last show, you'll see but it's what happened with Outlander. Not <laughs> yeah. a, a great American show. No, 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 no. But the women who voted. Oh, that show. They, yeah. They <laughs> oh, yeah. I yeah. They uh, they worked really hard. Really hard, and they had <laughs> to you get know their outpouring bake sales. You know the whole the whole thing. So it's not. I don't believe that it's representative <laughs> of actual, this was the best book I've ever read. These are the people the most passionate about these books. That have PBS. <laughs> want you to know it. <laughs> mm. So um, there are some books when this initial, this book list initially came out. Mm -hmm. Oh, hard. That's hard. Hard to talk. Um, that I was surprised weren't on there. I was saying I thought A Wrinkle in Time, I was surprised yes. wasn't on there right. because... It's a very like formative childhood book for me and many mm -hmm. people that I know. Right. I was also surprised Ender's Game wasn't on this list. That was an amazing book. And I feel like every, especially adult man that I talk to that doesn't even read books, will be like, oh, that's my favorite book. Right. It's like the only book I've ever, <laughs> ever <loved."> read. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because um, Dwight loved Dune. Mm -hmm. Loved Dune. And so Ender Game, Ender's Game would probably fit right yeah. up there for him. There's also no comic books on this list. No, right. So it's the favorite book list from PBS, <laughs> excluding comic books. But then Watchmen wasn't on here. So. Right. It's hard. I mean, there are so many things. When you look at something like this, you have to look at it for what it is. And it was uh, something to inspire you to go read a book. And it's and then not to like have it takes argument. exactly, and it's not like it takes a whole lot of inspiration for us to go read a book. No. It, you just have to say something one way or the other, and then you're just motivated to go read it. But it is a great tool for introducing you to things that maybe you'd never even heard of. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, there were a couple of books on here that I had never even heard of. Yeah, and those I are the ones the deal end. with books all the time. Well, it's like that book Ghost. I don't deal in, in kid books on a regular yeah. basis. So I'd never even heard of it. I had to go look it up. 
Yeah, that's heard of a series. Uh -huh. So the third one is We were also talking about Doña Barbara. I don't know what mm -hmm. that one's about either. And it's the last one on your list. Yeah. So nobody else knew what it was either. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like the stand is way down here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're pointing now. <laughs> way down on the list. Way down on the list. Which is like Stephen King is like the most popular American author of probably ever, all time. Ever, ever. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe they just chose the wrong book of his to put on their list because be. yeah. the stand well, is like be. really long. It is. I really haven't long. read it. Well, and that's like we were talking about the pet cemetery and how mm -hmm. impressionable yeah. we were when we read that and what an impression it made. Yeah. So, right. I should have put that one on the yeah, list. Totally. It would have been number one, <laughs> like scared the crud out of me. Well, it did inspire me to actually go look up some of these books to see if I wanted to check them out. Mm -hmm. And um, so I did check out the Siddhartha, mm -hmm. um, Herman Hess, and I'm not quite sure if I want to finish it or not. I feel like you could just because it's so short. It is very short. Like you might as well just plow on plow through. Plow through it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and... I it's not a very glowing recommendation. Right, exactly. I read you know, that the, book as a teenager. Did you? Yeah. yeah. So there are so many books that I want to read uh -huh. that these don't take precedence. Yeah. Well, there's a few, I think, that it's like, oh, that is a reminder that I would like to read that book sometime. Right. Um, Like A Tree Grows in Brooklyn, I've mm -hmm. never read. Right. And the other one, I mean, we, we both own a copy of the Americana. Yeah. And it's right so it's on our list. But... It's there next to, and then there was none, <laughs> and the color purple. Right, yeah. And... Have, oh, the other one, Things Fall Apart. I really wanted to read that, and I started it, but somebody else had it on hold, so I had to bring it back. So rude. I know. Come on, guys. <laughs> Work with me here. Well, it, it's worth going on to the internet and taking a look at the books mm -hmm. that are on the list and seeing if you want to try one. And, you know, I was on Pinterest because, you know, that's what you do. And there was a reading jar that yeah. was very creative, I thought. And I was thinking, well, why don't we make a reading jar for all of these books that we haven't read on this list? And then I was like, yeah, no. I do like the idea of a reading jar. Like, I just don't want these books on it. I want a reading jar, but not these right. books. <laughs> but like you could do, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's worthwhile to note that we have read way more than half of the books that yeah. are on the list. You know, We so did it. It's not it's not as though, you know, every book was not one that we've read. It's just that those that we haven't read aren't necessarily things we ever wanted to read. So um, if you are going to choose outside of this list, but just in the world of uh, books, your great read. You want me to tell you the ones I told you earlier? The yeah. ones that I really liked? So and I've mentioned this one before because it's really one of my favorite stories is The Elegance of the Hedgehog. Mm -hmm. I love that story. Yeah. And then um, another one was A Fine Balance, which is uh, an Indian story. And then there was The Sparrow, which was uh, Mary Doria Russell. That is science fiction. Okay. Um, and it's an amazing story. And it had a sequel, The Children of God. Oh. It ended the story, but mm -hmm. it was not near as powerful as the first one. The first one was an amazing story. I did not want to stop reading it. It was amazing. So those were my three of the books that I really, really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. um, and there are more, obviously. But those three I really, really liked a lot. What about you? Um, I do uh, really love Little Women, like I said before. Melina Marchetta has written several books that I would kind of put in that category. 
Um, Jellico Road is one of my favorites. And then her fantasy series, which is um, Lumetere Chronicles. It starts with Finnegan of the Rock. Mm-hmm. Is um, so good. It's like every time I think about those books, I'm like, man, I'll just drop everything and read these mm-hmm. ones again. They're mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. And then the Raven Boy series I love. And those are by Maggie Stiefvater. And I've read or listened to those several times. Mm-hmm. Um, and encouraged others to do the same. Forced other people to. <laughs> um, and then this book that I got in when I was in middle school called The China Garden. Mm-hmm. And it's by Liz Berry that I don't imagine very many people have read or heard of. Um, is also one of my favorite books. Mm-hmm. I've read mm-hmm. so many times and I reread it this year on my birthday. Wow. It's a little gift for myself. And I think that book really shaped kind of my reading tastes. So, you, well, and I think that there's something to be said about that as well, because yeah. as you as you change through your life, your reading tastes changes. Mm-hmm. But there are some things that just resonate with you for your whole life. So, yeah. yeah. And that book has just the kind of stuff that there's like a little bit of magic. There's like this family history that the main character doesn't know anything about. There's all these secrets for her to uncover. Mm-hmm. Some books are just so great. Codename Verity is another book that I really like. And that one is about um, uh, two girls who work for the British Women's Auxiliary Air Force. Oh, right. I remember that. Yeah. Um, Okay. And about their friendship and uh, one of them gets captured by the Nazis. Mm -hmm. That's a sad story. Uh, Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. it's so good. Well, you know, it all brings us back to to preference, too. Mm -hmm. You know. So I like books that deal primarily with, like, relationships. And I really like fantasy. That's really like character-based fantasy, and then other stuff too. Right, and I, I I do also like fantasy and science fiction is also part of that. But I also think that I resonate with growth, personal growth mm-hmm. throughout the story. So yeah, yeah. For me, I think resonate is my favorite word. Yeah, today. I've used it like six <laughs> times. But I don't really like um, like fantasy or science fiction that's primarily about world building. Mm. Which is probably why I didn't like. What's um, all of the dystopian? Novels. No, I like those. Those are like a lot of like I really like the Hunger Games, but mm. it's all good world building. But it also has good character development, mm-hmm. good relationships mm-hmm. and stuff. It's not like uh, like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I right. didn't really like. Right. Was kinda yeah. That was kind of boring. Yeah, that was kind of boring. Ready Player One. I also you thought also was kind of boring. Like that, didn't yeah. really like it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think there has to be a real strong connection real early. Yeah. For you to well, you'll you'll power through. I'll power through. But I'll. I read turn it Ready Player in. One with my eyes and the rolled into the back of my head. Wow. <laughs> no, it wasn't that you. bad. It's like talking about it later. You're like, why didn't I like this book? It right. sounds so fun. Right. Well, that's just it. It did sound really fun. What was the last one we were just talking about? Was it that uh, the premise sounds really good? You read it. It's that book about the you can only talk for so many minutes during the oh, day. Oh yeah, I Vox. Mean, yeah, yeah. What a great premise! Right. And a Disappointing a uh, execution. Execution. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes, I think this was a good alternative conversation to the conversation <laughs> we were going to have to begin with. So, but I would encourage everyone to go take a look at the list and see which ones you want to read because there are a ton on there. Well, a mm-hmm. hundred. There's a hundred. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure we have them all at the library. Yeah, I think we do as well. Um, if not in paper, I'm sure we have them. Yeah. Well, we went through, digitally. If you go on Beanstack um, and log into your Beanstack account with, that you use with the library, um, there is a 
book list of these books on there that link out to our catalog. So it's really easy to just like put things on hold or see what's available that way. Right. How convenient. It is super convenient. It's amazing what technology can do for you these days. And um, library staff. Yes. <laughs> it, I, that list didn't just... It didn't just make itself. It didn't just make itself. <laughs> so um, one of the books that I read over the last couple of weeks was the new Mr. Rogers book. Oh yeah, yeah I really want to read that. It was very good. Yeah, it was it was good, and and having grown up with Mr. Rogers and been very connected to Mr. Rogers as a child, it was very interesting to see what made that man tick. Yeah, so I I watched the uh, documentary a couple of weeks ago. Did I talk to you about that? Yeah, you did. And it's short. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just a regular movie length. But I was like, why is this over? I could watch this for much longer. Right. And. I think the the level of it really makes you feel like you could step up your game a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> that I you know can totally you see you, that. you yeah. care about people, but dude, he cared yeah. about people. And you could care a little harder. You could do a better job. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was inspirational in the fact that he came from wealth, which I didn't actually realize. I just thought he was Mister Rogers. I didn't realize that he was upper class in that sense. You never would have known that of the man because he was quite humble mm -hmm. and he did spend all of his time caring about others, which yeah. was amazing. And he spent all the time working. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. The documentary doesn't spend a ton of time talking about, um, it focuses on the show. Right. And so it doesn't spend a lot of time talking about his like background or anything like that. But his um, parents were extremely supportive of him and pretty much taught him how to be very giving, which he learned it really well. Yeah. And it's what's the saddest thing as you're reading through this book is the reaction of the people who spent their whole lives growing up with him mm -hmm. and how it affected them, the, the his co-workers, the people who worked yeah. on the show, how it affected them so deeply mm -hmm. to have lost him. I mean, that's, yeah. that's you, you know, when you go through life and you try to do the right thing and good things for people, you hope that all of that work is actually beneficial fitting somebody mm -hmm. so and in his case it certainly did yeah like i was telling you in the in the documentary they interview the actor who played officer clemens right. on the show and that probably comes up in the book too but he says in these interviews that like you know and he's contemporary with mr rogers they're the same age and he says that he was the first man ever to tell him that he loved him mm -hmm. like he didn't have any adult man in his life as a child or right. even up until i don't know when they were in their 40s doing right. this television show um whoever expressed that to him yeah that's a, that's an amazing thing yeah. yeah we need more mr rogers's we do yeah. yeah or maybe we should all strive to be mr rogers i think so let's do it all right yeah. anyway so what's happening next in the world in the world um so i'm gonna go next week to, you want to know what i'm doing like where are you going I'm going to go see Celeste Barber at the Helium Comedy Club in Portland. Really? I'm really excited. Are that's you familiar with fun. her? That's going to be fun. Yeah, I've, I've seen her pictures. Yeah, that's what yeah. she does. So she's like Instagram famous. She's Australian and she does like recreations of celebrity Instagrams. <laughs> They're hilarious. They're so funny and it really, you know, it's funny, but also it's like a social satire. It's, right. It has its, makes a commentary on like... If you haven't seen any of these, you oh, need to man. go look them up because they are hilarious. <laughs> and for anybody who is a mother 
Mm-hmm. The ones with her and the kids and you know yeah, her husband. Oh my gosh, yes. they are they they are so true, so <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really excited to see her. When do you go there? Wednesday next week. Wednesday of next week. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. That is going to be awesome. Yeah. So do you have any like special questions or anything? I, you know, I don't have any special questions this time. Um, only because uh, it's been a really hectic week. <laughs> it's been, yeah, a crazy time. Yeah, it's been a little bit wacky at work. Yeah. So, it's been so really busy programming-wise, and then you've had a lot of administrative stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But let me tell you about something fun I'm going to do. Great. Okay. So when I was in college, I went to Arizona State University. Yeah. Right? And there was a restaurant there called Haji Baba's. Are you going? We are going. <laughs> so my husband and I are taking a flight to Phoenix to go eat Haji Baba's. I mean, we've been planning oh, for you were talking two about decades that. about <laughs> Like, we're just going to fly down there. We're going to go have dinner. <laughs> I mean, we had to plan and plan and plan. And then it just worked out. Oh, is your friend still living there? No, he's not. But oh. he's meeting us there. Whoa. <laughs> So the three of us are flying into Phoenix to go eat at Haji Baba's. Oh, I cannot even tell you how good their baba ganoush is. I dream about I it. I hope it's still. as good as you remember. You know, that's what that's what he said. Um, <laughs> he sent an email that said, watch Haji retire the day before oh, we got no. there. I was like, you know, it's been 20 years since yeah. I had this. So it's like, it's been gosh, really built I, up in your memory. I really hope that it tastes as good as I remember because otherwise this is going to suck. Yeah. Nah, it'll be fun. I it'll was thinking the other day, so... Um, Last time I visited some friends in Ann Arbor, they're like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want falafel now. No. So it's like, we got there. We went uh, out to Alibaba. Right. That's the name of the place right. that we went. But I was thinking the other day, I was like, ah, oh, man, like I miss like Middle Eastern food. Yeah. In Michigan, you can get a lot Real everywhere. Good. Exactly. And then I was like, I don't remember missing like food when I lived there from here. And then I was like, oh, wait, right. I really miss like Mexican food. <laughs> Like a lot. Yeah. And I eat Mexican food here several times a week, yeah. probably. I love Mexican food. Yep. I love food. I love food. <laughs> so when are you going to Phoenix? Um, In two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Just for one night only? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, got, I mean, you know, it all worked out. It just was serendipitous. Yeah. So we jumped on it. Fun. Yeah. All right, so what are we doing on the 15th? Are you going to be done with your book by then? No, I'm not halfway through. Yeah, okay, so we're talking, we're putting that through till December? We're putting that one through till December? Are you going to be done by then? Oh, I thought you meant the book that I'm writing. No, 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 you have all month to do that. <laughs> we'll we'll check back on the 6th of December for that, see if yeah. you've written your book yet. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I've started it. I'm on... So from two weeks from today... Yep. You will be ready to talk about that book. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And I think a part of it is like I kind of postponed reading it mm-hmm. because I want it to be like fresh in my mind. Sure. But then I postponed it too long <laughs> and I totally ran out of time. That's funny. I have a book sitting next. Well, you know, The Children of Blood and Bones. Mm-hmm. I really want to read that book. And it's sitting. Daniel let me borrow his copy. And it's sitting next to my bed. But it's underneath the Ecuador books that I want to travel to. So. <laughs> filter my way through we'll get there yeah um my goodreads reading challenge do you do that yeah mine was 25 books and i'm already up to 36 so i should lower my expectations that's what i did i i put it at 25 because i know i'm gonna read 25 books and so what i get to after that's all you know yeah bonus yeah so several years ago two years in a row 
I read 206 books both years. Without wow. trying, it was the same number. Wow. And then I was like, well, the next year uh-huh. I'll read 207 books. Mm-mm. And so that's been like my same goal every year since yeah. then. And one year I did like 220 something, right. but that was the only year that I've achieved it right. out of however long this reading challenges has been happening. <laughs> so it's 207 books. Uh-huh. Um, I can check it, and it's like, if you read a book a day, uh-huh. then you can finish your reading challenge. Mm. So I'm like 67 books behind or something. Yeah. <laughs> I can do it. Yeah, that's right. I just read yeah. a bunch of comic books. Well, that's just it. You know, I don't count those. Those are books. I don't really read those. Oh. You know, so. Yeah. So I, I mean, guess you wouldn't count a book no. you didn't read? No. Yeah. I don't put in, like, picture books and stuff like that. Yeah. Mostly because I feel like if I started trying to keep track of the picture books I read, <laughs> it would just like consume my life yeah well and and the other thing that um makes it even more difficult for you is that you actually review the books i don't do all of them but yeah <laughs> yeah i don't even bother it's like yeah uh, i liked it i'm putting it on my list that's all there is to it yeah i think saying 25 books that's two per month and if work gets in the way you're good yeah, yeah. i mean it's it's for the average joe it's a good goal And then, you know, um, Becky's book challenge um, is covered. (laughs) If that's all you read. Yeah. Um, There was one year where in May I read 31 books. Yeah, I don't have that kind of time. Yeah, I don't even know how you would do that. It would be like some days where I'm just at home and it's raining and I read like four books. Right. Yeah. I don't know how you would do that. Just sit down and do it. I can't. <laughs> There's other stuff happening that doesn't allow for that. <laughs> I, I can do it. I haven't done yeah. it in a long time, though. Yeah. That stupid puppy. Well, I mean, you got it. Me and my old me. dog can sit around. And right. Right. Books. Yeah. And I've got three kids. So. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't allow for a lot of me time. Yeah. It's not that much. <laughs> not any, no, not, I mean, nowadays it's a lot easier, but when they were little, forget about it. Not even <laughs> lucky to get a Should shower. Before, like, picture books. Oh, easily. Bed. Yeah, but those don't count. It's like you said. <laughs> I mean, you could count. The them. only thing is, you know, more than often, more, more often than not, you're reading the same picture books over and over, over and over and over again, yeah. which is okay, too. I love, I love some. There are some that, you know, they, they aged out of that they decided they were too old. And I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> we're keeping them. <laughs> so next time we're here, we're going to catch up with Becky's. We're going to Mexico. Going to Mexico book. We can talk a little bit about different programs that have happened. And then we'll be that much closer to Christmas. Yay. <laughs> Maybe I'll be wearing Christmas pants. OMG, I can hardly wait. <laughs> I bought some Christmas pants at the start of the day. They're really cute. Okay, it's not even Thanksgiving yet. <laughs> All right. I haven't worn them yet. I was no. saving them for tonight. I'm going to have some hot chocolate with like <laughs> peppermint flavored whipped cream. And I put my Christmas pants on. I'm going to finish Howl's Moving Castle. Oh my God. It's going to be great. Sounds awesome. Our little page needs a bath. Ew, gross. <laughs> Big old dog with hair everywhere. Uh, yeah. All right, so what was it you came up with This is today? another podcast for the books. Woohoo! Yay! So we will see you figuratively in two, two weeks. weeks. All right. Um, this has been uh, Your Shelf. Or mine. And I'm Becky Standall. And I'm Elizabeth Partridge. Thanks. Thanks. Bye.
Studio time for your shelf or mine, donated by KLOG, Cooking Country, and 101.5 The Wave. Your local stations are proud to support the Longview Public Library and your shelf or mine.